2: Real Presence Radio is now on Amazon devices. To listen to your station, just ask Alexa to enable the Real Presence Radio skill and let her know which station you'd like to listen to. By major city, like Sioux Falls, Fargo, or Rochester, or by signal, like FM 104.1 or FM 89.9. You can also visit the Alexa Skills Marketplace and search for Real Presence Radio. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on your Amazon devices. Beginning next week, we'll bring you Real Presence Live five days a week with new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Prayerfully Yours, where our priests will offer prayers for your specific intentions, and Inspired, Sharing Your Journey, where we'll hear the beautiful stories of faith from listeners like you. It's Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning Monday, July 1st. Be sure to tune in for these great features and more.
4: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic
5: content. Now, back to the show. Hi, my name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. You're listening to Real Presence Live here on this beautiful day in the upper Midwest. Partly cloudy and God's or, grace. Uh,
6: no, 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 no. It's partly sunny. Partly come sunny. On, come That's on. That's right. <laughs> Let's focus on the positive, Father.
5: And there's so many good things that are uh, happening each and every day in the upper Midwest. And of course, it's summertime, and so that means there are a lot of great activities and things that are happening in our parishes Uh a lot of summer camps yeah a lot of summer on. camps
6: my uh here in the diocese who Falls, um my colleague eric gallagher our director of adult uh, sorry youth discipleship and evangelization um eric uh well our diocese for years has done d camp which is a summer camp for junior high and high schoolers and my oldest uh, who's going to be a sophomore in high school is is participating in that for the first time this summer next month so uh exciting things Going on for many families.
5: And uh, I know there are a lot of uh, TOTUS TUIS teams mm. and vacation Bible schools and uh, sisters camps. Yeah, well, here, here there's a parish uh, in Sioux Falls, your home parish, St. There, Lambert's. There's yep. a sister school. So there's yep. a, the school Sisters of Christ the King, travel around parishes and they do a catechesis. And it's a great opportunity for our children in the parish to have an experience of being taught by religious sisters who are living out their religious life, wearing their religious habit yeah. and, and a beautiful experience in Catholic life, which, uh, depending on where you may live, you may not have that opportunity. And so just last night, the sisters were, um, uh, they're actually staying at the yes, monastery. They are, right. And so I had, a, now, we should
6: be clear here. The monastery is not like a hotel. You no. can't just come in and book a room, it's, but because these are religious. Yeah. And uh, they,
5: they live out their consecration. Yep. And, uh, so they, they share that, that call. Um, so again, and it's a beautiful program. If you, if you ever have an opportunity, um, just to part of this ongoing catechesis. Right, yeah, right, right. And, uh, living this I, I i do think
6: there's i mean our lord um called for has for centuries thousands of years has been calling some men women this again a theme from this morning some men and women to uh the religious life and i think it's uh, a great thing for our children and youth and young adults oh well, frankly adults of any age to to be able to to see religious living their lives here in our diocese we've had religious of course part of our diocese for from before the the founding of the diocese um, there have been religious communities benedictines presentation sisters present here we have carmelites in addition to the adoration sisters who are on on the radio this morning we've had religious brothers present in our diocese still do present in our in our diocese so it is a great witness of the um You know, the Lord's garden has many different flowers Mm -hmm. blooming in it. The many different states of life, the many different charisms within that's a beautiful, powerful thing.
5: I think that's a wonderful experience. A lot of our, those of our listeners who have had the opportunity to travel to Rome and and to be in the city, to see all the different uh, religious, those who live consecrated life. And so to gather together at mass in uh, St. Peter's. And just to really see all the different religious orders that are gathered together that you might not normally see in your home parish or in your home diocese. And so really want to know just, you know, what that's like. What's that all about, living religious life and consecrated life? You know, Dr. Bergwald, when you studied in Rome, did you have... Classmates who were religious. Oh yeah. And sisters. yeah, yeah,
6: yeah, a ton of um, sisters, uh, missionary cha- sisters, of mi- <laughs> the Order. What, what's the missionaries real missionaries of charity? But the missionaries of charity. I wanted to, yeah, um, a ton of of sisters, m- and many of them from India. Of course, the the missionaries of charity are all over the world now, but many of them were from India, and and uh, so often, and again, I I, I don't know. I I shouldn't put it all on religious, but so often they just exude that joy. Uh, I was visiting last night with the school sisters of Christ the King um, at at St. Lambert's uh, about that. And they were bearing witness to the joyfulness of their hosts, the Sisters of Perpetual Adoration. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that there's there's something to that. I mean, the, the... the, one of the roles that religious play in the life of uh, of not just the church but in the world as well is they they, they bear witness to heaven,
7: mm-hmm.
6: um, to the reality that this life is not all there is. That's, that's one of the reasons that they take uh, vows of chastity, that they, they don't marry and have children as a reminder of that, that there is more that, as good as marriage and children is and are as I can attest to, um, there is more to life than that. There is another life, um, our heavenly life, and their their, li- their vow of chastity and their life in general really helps bear witness um, to to that. And they do exude that joy. I mean, I know many, many priests, many lay men, many lay women who, who live joyful lives as well, but literally just last night having that conversation, um, <clears throat> I'm struck by... Uh, I am grateful for the lives of profound joy that these religious women bear witness to
5: it It is really uh, nourishing your soul and strengthens your own vocation, your own commitment when you are really living out this this call to this life of holiness when you see someone living for heaven right here on earth. And, uh, you know, as theologians call that, an eschatological sign. You eschatological know, right? sign. Uh, so thinking about the, the this living the life, living for heaven right now here on earth, yep. and yep. and that beautiful witness of our consecrated livists who live as signs of God's call in the world today by poverty, chastity, and obedience. And, you know, this is a time of year, too, Dr. Bergwald. In our parish, we have several consecrated religious who Depending on different religious orders, you talked about Missionaries of Charity. We have our sisters here who who are in the convent here. But there are other religious sisters who they usually get a a week or two where they can come home and stay with their families Mm -hmm, once a mm -hmm. year. And so in our parish, we have uh, a sister who is a Capuchin sister of Nazareth, and she lives in Pennsylvania with her community. But once a year, she has a two-week period where she can come home, visit her family, and that's part of their rule of life that's built into how they live their charism. And so it's a beautiful witness when we have daily mass to see sister with her family. And that's a sign to all the other people who are daily Mass goers here Amen. at a parish that, oh, yes, there's Sister, and, and people right. want to meet her. Or friends of mine, uh, Sisters of Mary Morningstar from Ghent, Minnesota, who from time to time come and join us for daily Mass here when they're in doing business in our parish boundaries and they come for Mass. Beautiful witness to that consecrated life. Or um, just this last week, we had another sister here who is a member of the Servants of the Lord, the Servadoras. Mm. And uh, again, That beautiful sign, sister and her habit, living that consecration to God, that just lifts up the assembly and our prayer. And, of course, everyone wants to have that opportunity to talk to sister. And also that promotes vocations and and strengthens us in radical discipleship to Christ as well. When I see someone living that that discipleship seriously, it makes me want to take my vocation more seriously as well.
6: You mentioned, so ask me about Rome. I also uh, met many uh, American Sisters, um, so some communities <coughs> communities that have, frankly, international uh, acclaim now because of how much they're growing and how vibrant. So the Nashville Dominicans, mm. uh, in particular, the Dominicans of uh, St. Cecilia, I think, is, but they're called the Nashville Dominicans because they're, they're based out of Nashville. Um, the uh, Alhambra Sisters, uh, an Carme- active Carmelite community um, in Southern California, Los Angeles region um uh how, oh, what was i can't remember sister's name right now it's, but she came, became mother um she was elected so just some great women um from a whole variety of different and and these americans many of them lived together while i was in rome there was a a house established for um, women belonging to various religious communities in the United States who were studying in Rome. So it's just beautiful to see this witness of, you know, yes, Dominicans and Franciscans can really get along. It's real. uh, you know, the history of the church has been some good-natured. Yeah. Uh, well, not always good-natured, but oftentimes, you know, good-natured just sort of sibling rivalry, if you will, between the different religious communities. Uh, but we had this that beautiful uh, I I had a beautiful witness of all these different women um from these various religious communities in the United States living together in let's well, say fraternity, but I guess technically it's in sorority in their case um and 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 just bearing witness to uh again um heaven on earth now so
5: well, we're grateful this morning uh to be joined by betsy Niepkins. Betsy, are you with us? Yes, I am and betsy you know we're glad you're here with us this morning uh we hear that you have a fun event for the whole family that's coming up and i just want to you know learn more about uh what you do and uh what what's the event that you have going on and where are
6: you from betsy what's what's your home diocese Uh, we're
5: uh diocese (laughs) of Duluth, um and that's
8: in Duluth, but we go from pine city to uh, the Canadian boarding with international files, all the way out to Brainerd,
6: yes. uh, Walker
8: area. So Crosby, Crosby
6: is near Brainerd. That's my hometown, Betsy. So okay, you're, you're my great. home diocese. So
8: yay, <laughs> cool.
6: So, and what do you do with the diocese, Betsy? I'm the
8: um, director of marriage and family
6: life. Okay, great, great. And can you tell us about the Catholic Family Camp that I think you're just starting this year?
8: Yes, but. Um, It will be held at Grand Rapids, and it's a pilot, but families need to spend fun time together. And um, not that other time isn't, but sometimes it gets too scheduled and too busy, and we don't um, really take a step out. Plus, just kind of the fun or freedom of being around Other Catholic families. One Catholic families can see that there's other Catholic families that um, live sometimes counterculturally and um, have their themselves centered on something um, greater than themselves, and so they get to connect, which is always just a really needed sort of um, experience. Um, So, and we're from the Northland, so that's how we do things up here. (laughs) That's right. But we do. (laughs)
6: That's, That's right. So, so, what sort of fun things are planned for for the camp?
8: Well, we have we'll have um, daily mass, adoration, prayer. Um, there's people that have um, talked about doing uh, uh, like at Mercy, the Divine Mercy Chapel at three pm, uh, and so a variety of, of different things. There's fun like family. Our intent is to not like schedule the children to do stuff together and the parents do. Is the families to do things. great? Sure. So, so there's a pool and there's a lake and there's volleyball that they could compete with another, you know, Catholic family. And yeah. uh, and then we we're hoping to have, um, you know, some people with um, things that they could buy, Catholic sort of things, and uh, just really have an experience surrounded by our fellow brothers and sisters in faith.
6: Well, I should ask, when is when is the camp going to be?
8: Um, the camp is at the very end of August to um, the first week, that um, the 25th through the 1st of okay. um, September. So the last week of
5: right before school gets started. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, Betsy, where's the event going to be taking place at? Uh, wh- what's the name of the lodge, and uh, where-, where is that located it's, at?
8: It's right out of sa- outside of Grand Rapids, which kind of is the center of our diocese.
5: Mm-hmm. It's pretty close
8: to the center. And it's Sugar Lake Lodge. So it's a pretty um, wonderful, it has many, it's a beautiful site, many opportunities to do. Just, you can go online and, and look them up and you go to our website and get connected to there, the Diocese of Duluth dot, um, uh, of Duluth dot uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, dot com, okay? And um, so you go through there and you can get to the Marriage and Family page and then you'll be able to see the uh, information about the camp.
6: Great, great. So if somebody wants to register, should they contact you, or should they contact Sugar Lake Lodge?
8: The registration is going to go through Sugar Lake Lodge, not okay. through us. They're, okay. they're managing all of that.
6: Okay. Uh, is there, and is there a, a discount that they would get if they're uh, doing the Catholic Family Camp?
8: Yep. So you want to say that you want to go for the Catholic Family Camp. There's a 25% off. Oh. Uh, and there's a variety of different... So, so, some of our Catholic families are small, some of our Catholic families are very large. So there's a variety of different sorts of housing arrangements, um, hotel-style, uh, townhouse-style, cottage-style. So there's a, a lots of different ways to choose how you want to spend that time. And there's no—you don't have to go from the beginning to the end. You just um, life well, just too complicated for that nowadays. Yeah. So you can go for a couple days. Okay. You could go for a night. You can go for the whole week. So whatever works for you. Great.
7: Great.
5: All right. Well, that's a beautiful opportunity, Betsy, for families to get together and uh, share faith and and also to share time and beautiful creation in upper uh, northern part of Minnesota. And so if you have questions, uh, you can uh, reach out to the the Duluth Office of Marriage and Family. You can go to their website for more information on uh, Catholic Family Camp, or you can even give a call at Sugar Lake Lodge, 218-203-8919. Betsy, thanks for taking us some time to be with us this morning.
8: Great. As long as there's space available, if there's families outside of our diocese, we certainly would welcome them to come as well, okay?
6: Great. Sounds good. God bless you. Thank you
8: so much. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
6: Up next, it's time to take the 10-minute tour around our region listening area with local events, and later in the show, we'll hear how you can celebrate the gift of marriage. More coming up right here on Real Presence
4: Live. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging,
2: live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Beginning next week, Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, including Father Craig Vosick, Father Tim Bieran, Father Randall Kazel, and Father Brian Cuiava, from brand new locations, including the University of Mary in Bismarck, St. Philip's Church in Bemidji, and Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. If you're looking for hope, tune in to Real Presence Live, where you'll hear the positive and inspirational stories five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning July 1st.
9: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck.
1: your visit to the mustard seed catholic store here in sioux falls
10: people think a and b is in the copier business but we're not we are in the people business whether it's coffee and water managed print services document management or our newest editions of promo gear and managed it services we've got you covered at A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com.
2: Beginning next week, we'll bring you Real Presence Live five days a week with new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. And Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy. It's Real Presence Live, five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning Monday, July 1st.
4: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page, and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
5: good morning my name is Father Tim Smith I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald and you're listening to Real Presence Live and we're looking at all the great things that are happening right here in the upper Midwest oh, there we go and right now it's time for our 10-minute tour where we look at some of the beautiful things that are happening in our listening area right now we have Ed on the line Ed are you with us I am yes Ed let us know what's happening in your part of the listening area Well, I work at the University of Mary, and we have an event coming up we're really excited about. Uh, On July 11th, we're
11: going to have Father Martins, who is uh, part of the Treasures of the Church, and he's bringing 150-plus relics to our campus. Uh, He's going to give a talk on the history and the role of relics within the Church, and then have an opportunity for people to prayerfully uh, walk among these relics on display, pray for them, uh, pray with them, and then
5: uh, he's really, I think, encouraging people to, to Seek the intersection of a particular saint through these relics. Ed, what kind of, what are some of the saint's relics that are going to be on display there? <laughs> he have got a, a relic from St. Patrick's,
11: uh, St. Maria Goretti, St. Teresa of St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, he'll have a piece of the true cross, uh, and then many others. And, and when and where is this going to be again, Ed? This <laughs> Thursday night, uh, July 11th. It starts at 7 p.m., And the university has a beautiful new space called the Lumen Vitae Center. It's in the lower living room of that space.
6: Okay. So Thursday, July 11th, week after the 4th, 7 p.m. at the University of Mary.
5: Yep. And that's located in Bismarck, North Dakota.
6: Is there any cost with this event,
5: Ed? No cost.
11: No. And if people have any questions, they can either call or email us. Uh, A direct line to me would be 701-355-8102. Or they could email umin at umary.edu. So, umin at umary.edu. Great. Okay. Anything else to share about this event, Ed? Um, I'm just grateful that it happens at all. He's actually <laughs> going to be in South Dakota the day after. He gave us, uh, he provided three relics by the Martins for an altar that we had dedicated last year on our campus. That's Beautiful. how we got to know him. So, we've got a connection now. Yeah. So, great. Uh, I'm hoping people
5: will come out. It should be a great event. Great. Sounds like it will be. Thanks so much, Ed. Thanks, Ed. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless. God bless. There's a come and see weekend happening in Hankinson, North Dakota. And who's invited single women ages 16 through 26. And where you can go is you can go and meet the sisters to pray and hear inspiring talks for them to search their heart and listen to God. This is an opportunity to join them at the St. Francis Convent in Hankinson, North Dakota, and you can meet the Franciscan Sisters there and learn about your busy life and how you can discern your vocation and enjoy some days of work and praying with God. That's going to be taking place Thursday, August 1st at 7 p.m. until Saturday, August 3rd at 4 p.m. And that's at the St. Francis Convent in Hankinson, North Dakota. For more information or to register, you can contact Sister Jean Louise at ndfranciscan at yahoo.com or text her at 701-208-1245 by July 24th, again August 1st through Saturday, August 3rd, and discern your vocations with the San Frisco- Franciscans.
6: For those of you who are in the Gillette-Wyoming area or will be in mid-July, St. John Paul II Parish in Gillette will be hosting a golf tournament on Friday, July 19th at the Bell Knob Golf Course in Gillette. Registration is at 7 a.m. with a shotgun start at 8 a.m. It'll be a four-person best ball scramble with each team paying $600, which includes the cart, lunch, and flag prizes. The tournament's limited to 36 teams, and 100% of the net proceeds will go toward the general operating expenses of the school. Uh, For more information, you can call 307-686-4114. Again, 307-686-4114. That is Friday, July 19th at the Bob Nell Golf Course in Gillette, Wyoming
5: and next we'll go with as we're looking to see the great event happening up in dickinson north dakota we'll go to nancy who's joining us by phone nancy are you with us
12: i am with you good morning
5: hi nancy what do you have going on up in your neck of the woods
12: well you know what it's getting close to hay in time the crops are growing we've had some rain so now it's about making hay All right. But what's what's even better is everyone's hungry. Is we're having a uh, we have first Saturday meals at St. Joseph's Church, in our Pine Room. Um, This is all volunteer at the Great Community. And on July sixth, which is coming up, we are serving deluxe hamburgers. I'm talking bacon, cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, and hot dogs. And then of course, with the grilling comes all the side dishes and the wonderful desserts that you always get in the Catholic church. But we're having baked beans, potato salad, pasta salad, pickles, watermelon, and dessert. So we're just inviting everyone to come. It's $10 for adults. Children under five are free. And all these proceeds go to, we had renovated our basement, our pine room, several years ago. And we're trying to get that debt paid off. And it's a great time for community and fellowship. And we've had this will be our third one. We plan on continuing it, and it's been just a really good turnout, lots of fun and fellowship. So, so, you, just, so you said Nancy, that's
6: this first Saturday of every month, then, right?
12: Yep, it's go- okay. going to be the first Saturday of every month. We have no plans to discontinue. So this will okay. be our third, and it's good food, good food, great desserts, and it's a good thing.
6: So Saturday, July sixth, and what were the times again?
12: The times are four thirty to seven. Okay. Four thirty to seven. That never changes either. It's always four thirty to seven. So you're able to make the evening mass and get get um get supper afterwards, and you can come and buy meals and take them to go as well.
6: So feed your body or feed your soul, and then feed your body with some great nourishment.
12: Amen. Amen.
5: Great. Thanks, Nancy.
12: Hey, thank you guys. Thanks for what you do. God bless. You too. Mm, bye.
5: And the next event that we have happening is the Knights of Columbus breakfast at St. Therese Church in Rapid City. On the second Sunday of each month, St. Therese Church in Rapid City invites you to enjoy a wonderful pancake breakfast while helping support the children of the area. The Knights of the Columbus Council 8025 serves up their famous pancakes from 8:30 until 10:30 a.m. This is a great opportunity to share with your friends in the community or make some new friends and introduce yourselves to some people in the city. All proceeds will go to give uh, proceeds to local children's charities, which are supported by the Knights of Columbus. Again, that's this upcoming second Sunday of each month at St. Therese Church in Rapid City. You can find out more information by looking up St. Therese Church on their website. Just do a Google search for St. Therese Church in Rapid City and make plans to attend this wonderful pancake breakfast where you can enjoy faith, food, and fellowship.
6: And uh, once again, over in Duluth, uh, Minnesota, the 28th annual Evening of Healing Prayers and Mass at the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Rosary. 28th annual. Father, that's longer than you've been alive. Amen to that. Or maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) This this year it's going to be on Monday, July 29th, again, the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Rosary. Mass is celebrated at 6 p.m followed by an opportunity for individual prayers. You're also welcome, welcomed and encouraged to attend Adoration, which is held from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., so throughout the day, and Confession from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., again, the same day. That's Monday, July 29th, Adoration, Confession, and then Mass at 6 p.m. at the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Rosary, um, July 29th, Duluth, Minnesota. Twenty-eighth
5: annual evening of healing prayers and mass. Well, great opportunity to pray and opportunity to experience Christ's presence in His Church. A- as well as Amen. The healing that comes to Him. And that wraps up today, our 10-minute tour, and we feature this every Real Presence Live, and that's going to happen five days a week very soon. Starting next week, I think. Starting next week, and so you can always tune in to find out great events, and if there's something that's happening uh, you'd like to have featured on Real Presence Live, please give us a call, and you can contact uh, Director Brandon at 877-795-0122, And we'd be very happy to feature your event, your parish activity, and also just to uh, experience the beautiful things happening in our parish.
6: Please call Brandon. Please. uh,
5: Coming up next, we're going to learn about how we can celebrate the beauty of marriage. And later, there's a groundbreaking of a new church building in Fargo. Real Presence Live continues on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere.
4: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Beginning next week, we'll bring you Real Presence Live five days a week with new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Prayerfully Yours, where our priests will offer prayers for your specific intentions, and Inspired, Sharing Your Journey, where we'll hear the beautiful stories of faith from listeners like you. It's Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning Monday, July 1st. Be sure to tune in for these great features and more.
4: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now, back to the show.
5: Good morning. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And you're listening to Real Presence Live as we feature some of the great things happening in the life of our Catholic faith here in the Upper Midwest. Dr. Bergwald? A lot of great events happening as we just did our 10-minute tour, and uh, there are only more good things that are happening. More
6: good things to come.
5: As we follow Jesus, our Savior, and discipleship each and every day. This morning we have with us uh, Deb. Deb, are you on the line?
9: Yes, I am. Good morning.
5: Morning, Deb. You know, we've good been morning. talking about the beautiful gift of marriage, and Dr. Bergwald gave us a testimony as he approaches his 20th anniversary and living this wonderful mystery of married life. Uh, Deb, you know how, what do you do in, rela- in the life of the church and, and where are you from? and what, what do you, how are you living and giving testimony to marriage?
9: Well, I work for the Diocese of Superior. I have for twelve years. I am the Chancellor and um, just assumed the position of secretary to the bishop almost a year ago. Wow. And I'm married to my husband Jerry, and we have five children. One boy and four girls. And pretty much I've worked for the church um, all of my adult life, I believe. I've been a development director for a Catholic school. Um, at that time, our the grade school was a fair share tuition plan, and all five of my kids were in the school at the same time, <laughs> and we could not afford what it cost to educate a child. And what they did at the time was set up a plan or you paid what you could. You prayed about it, discussed, and then you worked, um, you volunteered. And mm. I pretty much lived at the church and the school, so um, our, our children got a great education mm. in that. And then I was a youth minister, a DRE, um, quite a few different things. And now I'm a chancellor at the Diocese of Superior, and it's a great place to work
6: beautiful are you originally from um northwestern wisconsin
9: i am original i grew up in central minnesota okay, okay. in little falls and oh um, then, well, I've, then moved I, to brainerd
6: i've got an uncle an uncle live in little falls and i'm from uh just northwest uh, or east of brainerd in crosby originally deb
9: oh my gosh so, yeah how about that oh that's interesting so i have to tell
6: so you too your, as you were your t- uncle Um uh uh, uh Lee Laforce, Lee and Catherine Laforce are my aunt and uncle, so or uncle hmm. and aunt, I guess. So, okay. I have to tell you though, Deb, when you're talking, you said you've been married to your husband Jerry. You have, I think, you said five kids, one boy and four yes. girls. Uh, yes. My my wife's name is Jermaine, and we have one boy and four girls. So, oh my God. I, <laughs> this is I don't know about the listeners, but I'm already enjoying this this segment. <laughs> That's
5: great.
9: <laughs> now, I my children, my <clears throat> oldest is 35, and my youngest is just. Well, no, she's thirty-six, and my youngest is twenty-nine. So, how Wonderful. is the age range of uh, yours? <laughs> yeah,
6: uh, we're, we're going fifteen down to seven. So, we're about twenty years oh. behind you.
9: <laughs> yes, but but as far as the the years the gap, that you have yeah. children, it's about yeah, it's about the same. Close.
6: Wow, wow. Pretty
9: close. So we're vi-
6: we're d- visiting with this morning with Deb Lieberg with the Diocese of Superior, in Wisconsin. So, what are you doing there in particular? You have an event coming up, I understand, to celebrate marriage and family, Deb.
9: Yes, we have. Um, it's called a wedding anniversary celebration, and we have this every year year in July. And initially, it started out um, located in in two different cities in the diocese. Our, our um, Diocese is quite large, Mm. and so they would have it at one end and then maybe at another end, two different places every summer. But then um, they went to just one place, and now we just have it at Cathedral. And any married couple is invited. Um, Sometimes we will say, you know, just the 10 and the 25 and 50, but I can't turn anybody away, so <laughs> I, um, I will make exceptions to the rule, and um, we have usually oh between 60 and 100 couples Wow! that, that uh, register, and we send them an, a formal invite, and sometimes they invite their kids, too, okay. to come to the... We have a Mass um, with Bishop Powers as a celebrant, and then after communion, he presents them with a certificate... And I call their name off. And so we start with the those that have been married the least number of years to those that have been married 70-plus. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Mass. Everybody, we get more compliments and um, cards of Thanksgiving for, for this celebration. And then following the Mass, we have a catered lunch. Beautiful. And those who celebrate... The most years are served. The brethren oh, wow. have to go in a buffet line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I tell them, "You guys, you guys can come back and you know, twenty, thirty more years, and then we'll serve you."
6: That's great. So when is when is this, this year's celebration?
9: It is Saturday, July twentieth, at Cathedral of Christ the King in Superior at eleven o'clock. And they okay. come in and register and, um, anyway, we make it a fun event. And when they get their certificate, I try to take a picture or have a picture taken of them Mm. and we mail it to them afterwards and they're thrilled they're they're thrilled i had one gentleman tell me uh was it last year or the year before that that day meant more to him than his wedding day
8: Mm.
9: because on his wedding day he was just so Now he was young and you know and just excited to get married but on his wedding day he his thoughts were you know all over the place and just visiting with friends and family and then to actually um look his wife in the eye on the the wedding anniversary mass and and repeat um his pledge to her and to god uh he he got tears in his eyes mm. he said it was just and he was had been married 25 years
6: wow it's mm. beautiful
5: Deborah It is. What are some of the older couples? How what's the length of anniversary? What are some of the have you seen some that are in the sixties and seventies that you have every year? Yes. What are some of the oldest that have been the oldest anniversaries that 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 you can remember? Yeah.
9: Last year we were to have a a couple that were celebrating seventy three, but they were way they would have had to travel four hours to get here. (sighs) And their health wasn't the best, so they couldn't make it. But it would have been seventy three years for them.
6: Wow. That's beautiful. And
9: I also tell people after sixty five they can come every year. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
6: there we go. They don't huh? they
9: don't have to they don't <laughs> have to wait until seventy or whatever. They can just come every year.
6: So if somebody does want to come, do they need to contact you just so you know, like numbers yes. wise? Okay.
9: Yes. How do they do uh,
6: and,
9: that? Um they can call me at the Diocese of Superior and my direct line is seven one five three nine four zero two zero five or they can go to the website and contact me that way catholic and that's for diocese of superior um it's it is a it's a great a great event and everyone is welcome
6: great so again that's july 20th 20th at,
9: uh, at 11 o'clock okay at okay, Cathedral of Christ the King.
6: So it starts with Mass, and then there's a, a, a reception, a catered lunch afterwards, you said.
9: Yes, yes. Great. And Great. sometimes what I do for the catered lunch, I seat people, and I might seat some the people that have been married the exact same date, and they oh. might be from different cities, and fun. it's really fun, because yeah. then they talk about, you know, things they have in common. and.
5: Great. That's beautiful, Deb. You know, there's so many in other dioceses. If you're not in the Diocese of Superior, I'd encourage you to contact your own Office of Marriage and Family because Mm -hmm. I know many of our local churches do similar events, Mm -hmm. Deb, um, where Mm -hmm. we honor these couples. We have this opportunity to bring families together and to give a witness to the sacrament of holy marriage. And so uh, just a beautiful opportunity. Uh, So if anyone's in the Superior area and, and you would like to attend this event, it's Saturday, July 20th, and it's at 11 to 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and that's at the Cathedral of Christ the King with Bishop Powers presiding. And you can contact Deborah at 715-394-0205. Debra, thank you for joining us this morning and sharing with us this beautiful witness to marriage. Thanks, Deb. We'll be right back you are with welcome. More Thank you. right here on Real Presence Live.
4: engaging and local that's real presence live on the real presence
2: radio network Beginning next week, we'll bring you Real Presence Live five days a week with new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. And Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy. It's Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning Monday, July 1st. Beginning next week, Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, including Father Craig Vosick, Father Tim Buren, Father Randall Kazel, and Father Brian Cuiava, from brand new locations, including the University of Mary in Bismarck, St. Philip's Church in Bemidji, and Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. If you're looking for hope, tune in to Real Presence Live, where you'll hear the positive and inspirational stories five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning July 1st.
4: You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris
6: Bergwald. My name's Father Tim Smith. And we are broadcasting this morning from Yep, sunny Sioux Falls in South Dakota uh, on the campus of the Cathedral of St. Joseph, here in the stable of the the barn that is now the rectory for the priests of the cathedral.
5: Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful opportunity to uh just uh spend time together and of course we had some great guests all throughout the morning here on Real Presence Live. Uh, and of course, we have another uh, great guest that's going to be on air with us here in just a moment.
6: Yeah, uh, we, uh, we've been talking about marriage and the Eucharist, uh, different states in life, and talking a little bit further about both of us, um, the importance of our young adulthood. So happy to have Julia Pearson with, at North Dakota State University Newman Center uh, join us. Good morning, as Julie. Good morning, Julie.
13: Good morning.
6: How are you doing today?
13: I'm doing pretty well.
6: Good. Pretty, wait, now pretty well. What's what's, what's wrong?
13: Yeah. <laughs> oh, nothing. Nothing okay. at all. I'm enjoying the sunshine.
6: <laughs> there we go. So it's sunny in Fargo as well Oh, today. yes.
13: It's beautiful okay. outside.
6: Excellent. So what do you do uh, with the Newman Center at, at NDSU?
13: Yes. So I am the development coordinator, and that is actually a new position with the Newman Center. Great. And so I work um, as a part of the internal team. So I manage database and donor records as well as you know, efficiently organizing the time of our external team and then communicating with our great community and all of our wonderful alumni and students.
6: Fantastic. So there's big news for the Newman Center at NDSU. Can you share that with us?
13: Yes, there is. We just had our groundbreaking ceremony, which means we are now taking the next step in our building project.
6: Awesome. So what what, what what's the next step for you? What's the new facility like?
13: Yes. So our new facility is about three stories um 6,000 square foot, and that includes, um, you know, different student housing, so we will um, be home to 88 students, there'll be 88 beds available, and then, of course, different areas of living, so there'll be different, um, you know, levels, like the men's living, and then women's living, and then, um, like, kind of uh, discernment style.
6: Okay. Beautiful. So so new building, but it's not a new Newman Center, is it?
13: No, not at all. We're still the same Newman Center okay. we have been. <laughs> Just a new place gotcha. to do what we've been doing.
6: So how long has the, the Newman Center at NDSU uh, been, been in existence?
13: Yeah, so the Newman Center has existed on the campus um, since 1928, when Newman Club was formed. And it was actually the first recognized faith-based student organization on campus. Wow. Uh, yes, yeah, really wonderful. And then the current building that we have now um, was built in 1958. And we've just outgrown that facility and we're looking to move forward.
6: So the 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 current facility, or or the, the what's becoming the old facility, did it have um, that much student housing, or is this a, this a new endeavor for the Newman Center at North Dakota?
13: This is a new endeavor. Yep.
6: Yeah, that's, I, I've, I've seen that more and more around the country. I you know um, a couple of years ago, Omaha, in Omaha, they opened a, a new Newman Center, St. John Paul Newman's, Newman Center, to serve a number of campuses in that area in, in Omaha, and they have student housing as well. So I think it's a, just a great thing where the, the Catholic students can live together and grow in faith together, have mass together, pray together. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it?
13: Mm-hmm. It is. Very wonderful.
6: Great, great. Um, What are some of the programs that you currently provide at the the Newman Center at uh, North Dakota State?
13: There are um, quite a few, actually, different programs that we offer to kind of just keep our students engaged with their faith. And so depending upon the year, we have about 40 to 50 student-led Bible studies each week. And then we also take um, roughly 150 students down to a major conference each year. And on top of that, we offer personal discipleship, um, two student-led retreats a year, and then we sponsor a student mission trip to Belcourt, and of course, many, many social events.
7: Great.
5: Now, you just recently broke ground. Uh, How long ago is it that they started the new construction project?
13: Um, It's been in the workings for a couple of years now. Yep, so we're kind of just to that phase now where we have all the You know everything lined up and it's the right time to just kind of start breaking ground and move forward again with that
6: how long will it be before it's done
13: yeah we're hoping to get into our new facility by july of 2021.
5: okay two years okay yep great great julia what are some of the things that the students have shared that they want to see in the newman center you know there's been a lot of wonderful people of faith that i know that have graduated from the NDSU and just had a great experience of their Catholic faith through the Newman center there. How has their input, uh, really helped in the development of this project?
13: Yeah. So their input really helps us, you know, we really have this uh, great fruitful program. And so we're just really, um, being able to offer a higher level of service to the students and to the campus of NDSU. And so that really, you know, helps with our different um, programs we have. We have a, a Catholic Studies program that we're kind of getting in the makings, and the new facility will definitely grow with that as well.
6: And how, how, excuse me. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, how long have you been uh, the development coordinator? At yes. At-
13: I am new. I actually just started in May. I just graduated okay. college and was able to start with the Newman Center. Nice. So it's been wonderful so far.
6: So were you? Did you graduate from NDSU or? You from I suppose?
13: didn't know. Okay. Okay.
6: Oh, <laughs> they let you in already. Yes, they did. Okay. <laughs> okay okay um what what else is going on in terms of you talked about some of the programs currently going on um and you just spoke about the 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 new opportunities that the new newman center building will offer the new facility will offer anything else in terms of new programming that the new building is going to allow for
13: um just a lot of the same wonderful programs that we are offering now just in a more in-depth um, sure. way. The, you know those Bible studies the faith based housing will really help students you know just live in community and grow um, in that way
6: gotcha so, um, gotcha when, when you think about so if you're, if you had the opportunity to talk to somebody who 's going to be going to North Dakota State as a freshman uh, in two years um, what, what what would your pitch be why, why should they why should their parents encourage them to consider um, living at the newman center when it's up running and open
13: yes well not only will it be a beautiful facility to live in um but i think it just offers so much um to that young adult entering into college Um, living in a faith-based community allows for a lot of um deep development to grow not only with your faith i think but a, a lot on personal levels too i think you get to um learn a lot about, you know, just being more open to people and opening your heart to, to others, um, as well as learning about your faith and deepening, you know, your knowledge about the um, Catholic faith.
6: Okay, great. If you're just tuning in, this is Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. Father Tim Smith, and we are visiting this morning with Julia Pearson, who's the development co- coordinator at the NDSU Newman Center in uh, Fargo. Um, so, Julia, um, I'm assuming is there a priestly presence? Is there a, a priest chaplain at the Newman Center?
13: Yeah, of course. We have two, actually. So, we have okay. um, Father Cheney and then Monsignor Schleschelman as well great
6: and are they are they guaranteeing that they're going to be there in two years when <laughs> when the building opens
13: well I hope they'll be able to join us that would be absolutely wonderful if they could so let's pray for that
6: amen so that, that's also a I think part of the unique experience that a Newman Center offers is the opportunity to to really um, in a sense live with in the same mm-hmm. under the same roof with priests as well
13: yep and additionally we have focused missionaries at our honor um, NDSU Newman Center as well and then we have a unique program too with our peer ministers so they're students who um, You know they go to school they come to the Newman Center, but they're just kind of appointed that leadership um, Position and they can you know reach out to students as well
5: Julia they've talked about the potential of having a Catholic studies program that will be you know Part of this new Newman Center. Uh, What what's the vision for that? And what does that look like?
13: Yep. So we're really hoping the Catholic Studies program, it will allow our students to have a deeper knowledge of Catholic catechesis. um, And then it will run with um, NDSU as well, so they can receive a minor in Catholic Studies while they're studying at NDSU.
5: Great. That sounds really beautiful to have a accredited (laughs) program that's faith based, but also part of a public university is a really beautiful witness of how faith and our culture intersect. And especially on a college campus where um, there can be a lot of different ideas that are that are available there, but to have a good, safe space at the Newman Center where they can teach and proclaim their Catholic faith is a beautiful witness to Catholics and non-Catholics alike, those who would like to come and learn more about the beautiful things that are there at the Newman Center. So uh, we just got a couple minutes left. Anything else,
6: Julia, that you would like to share that you're excited about with this new building?
13: Yeah, well, I think we at the Newman Center are really excited about what this means for our future and um, what we, it means for us going forward and how we can serve the students. Um, and Monday, it marked the groundbreaking and start of our building process. Um, but just one thing to point out is our goal for the project is to raise $21.5 million. And we're currently a little over $18 million, So we're really just asking wow, the community great. to rally together for that one last push to help us continue about, our mission.
6: About $3.5 three million yep. to go. Oh, great. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. I know that Father Tim is just writing now. He's writing the check as I speak. Oh, uh, wonderful. Right. So <laughs> take care of that right now for you. Yeah, right, Father? Uh, I wish. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Julia.
13: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. God bless you. Yeah, thank you.
6: So, Father... I just realized we're coming up to the top of the hour. I was thinking we had another hour to go, but this is this is it.
5: This is it. We're, and, we're coming uh, to the end. And, uh, you know, beautiful work they're doing at NDSU. You know, Dr. Bergwald, in your, in your marriage testimony, you talked about how being on a college yep. campus is where you had Public that, school. Uh, at a public school, Minnesota, University of Minnesota. Yep, Twin Cities. Where you had that conversion experience. And then was the Newman Center a part of your journey at uh, all?
6: Or? <laughs> not really.
5: And You know, see, that gives a testimony of why it is important. Exactly. To support our Newman Center. Is, to make them places where the faith can flourish and, and there can be that welp- welcoming atmosphere. And so uh, continuing to pray for and support NDSU and their current Newman Center as well as the, the projects and everything they have proposed.
6: Amen. Well, Father, why don't we turn it over to Aaron, give Aaron control one last time to tell us about what's come up on the next show.
7: It's scary when you say give him control. I, I know, I know. <laughs> Just scary. I trust, you, I trust in Jesus, Aaron. <laughs> amen, amen. So next edition of Real Presence Live, we've got Father Michael Malloy and Andy Shaw. They'll be hosting live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Rapid City. In the first hour, we're actually going to have Father Cheney come in to talk about the Planned Parenthood and NDSU teaming up again and how we can take action in protecting the sanctity of human life with Linda Thorson from the North Dakota Concerned Women for America. We'll also have Straight Talk with Father Michael. Then in the second hour, we'll have Sister Idel Bot. She'll be talking about her recent perpetual monastic profession. Then we'll also have the 10-minute tour. Bishop John Quinn will join us about the Religious Freedom Week. And Susan Sanford from the Diocese of Rapid City to talk about the splendor of truth. All that here on Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 Central.
0: Great. Thanks, Aaron.
6: Thanks, Thanks, guys. Aaron. So, Father, two minutes to go. Two minutes to share whatever pearls of wisdom you wish to bestow upon the people of, well, not just the Upper Midwest, but the Plains as well. And what do you, what do you have? To, what do you have for us,
5: Father? Well, I think no, the, no pressure. The biggest thing is to just to think about all the good things that God is doing. You know, if we take that time and to recognize the way He's blessing our parishes and our families, and just seeing how he's always doing something new. And again, this is a time of transition for a lot of our church. And so we just continue to pray that we trust in God and and ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and animate our hearts and homes as students prepare to go off to college, parents prepare to say goodbye. As some people are preparing to say yes to their vocation, to enter into seminary, enter into religious life. And as some parishes are preparing to welcome a new pastor or perhaps say goodbye to their bishop and welcome and pray for a new bishop. The Lord is doing so many new things, and we just want to ask that we hold each other in prayer. We ask that he would bless our families, bless our homes, and keep all of us safe as we prepare to live as followers and disciples of Christ each and every day.
6: Amen. And I I think um, the theme, we talk a lot about vocations, a lot about our Lord present in the Eucharist. uh, But within that, being attentive to what the Lord's asking of us every day. So as we're coming up to midday uh, today, Wednesday, July 26th, let's be attentive to what God is asking of us. Father, could you give us a prayer before
5: we close? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Father in heaven, we ask that you would bless our families and bless our homes and strengthen us with the gifts of grace so that we can live as your disciples each and every day. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.
4: This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live, on the Real Presence Radio Network.